Well, Jesus left. So now what? I'm going to take you into Acts chapter one today as we begin a series in the book of Acts here on the Backshed Bible Study. Today is Monday, December 5th, 2022. Welcome. So today I am uh, really glad you decided to join me here in my shed. Uh, I'm Cliff Carey, by the way. I get to host this thing every week. Uh, for the last several weeks, I've been able to bring on a uh, number of guests, which has been a lot of fun, and it was something I was missing for quite a while. Uh, but I'm going to take a break this week, and we're going to dive into the Word this morning. Uh, but I thought I'd let you have a little bit of context of the why and the what and the where and and some of that. <clears throat> so one of the things that I love to do in uh, uh, our times here in the back shed uh, involves just getting people, getting guests, exposing you uh, to people that walk with the Lord, that have insight into the word, that have insight into uh, just different things in uh, the Christian life. And uh, so I'm going to keep working to uh, to have some great guests on here, but also there are these spaces along the way where I don't have guests and uh, where with all integrity, we call this the Backshed Bible Study. I think we should be studying the Bible. And in light of all of that, uh, coming up in the not too distant future at Sunrise, that's our church for those of you that uh, are not local and, and part of Sunrise, uh, but they're at Sunrise Community Church here in Fair Oaks, California, for those of you watching from elsewhere. Uh, but something down the road that I'm going to be doing is uh, I get the privilege of teaching a Sunday school class there at Sunrise one of these days down the road. It will be a series that I will be doing in the book of Acts. And uh, it's not going to be year-round, but we'll do it for probably 12 weeks or so, and uh, people have the opportunity to jump in and be with me there. So all of that said, I'm going to be testing our uh, time in the book of Acts in uh, conversations with you all here in the back shed. So that's uh, what we're getting into in chapter one of the book of Acts today. And I ask for your, um, to bear with me, I have seen that we are having some difficulties with the internet uh, here in my uh, Mikasa this morning. Re I reset the whole thing. I promise you sunshine is not uh, eating the wires out there, but for some reason, my internet's a little wonky today. So if the signal's coming and going, I apologize. I will have a uh, a recorded version that I will release later uh, that will be on YouTube, also in the uh, podcasting version that you can listen to online um, that uh, if, if the uh, live version is not working. But welcome to all of you who are joining me live today. Uh, see, we have a few of you jumping on here. We're going to be in the book of Acts chapter one today. And I'll set a little bit of context just in reading it. It says, uh, in the very beginning, he says, in the, my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about Jesus began to do, all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. 
the author for the book of Acts. For those of you that uh, that maybe haven't read this before or or are new to it, the author of the book of Acts is Luke. And so uh, that's the same Luke that wrote the gospel of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, so Luke wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Uh, he was someone that uh, that knew Jesus. He was there. He witnessed the things that happened, and he witnessed the the teachings of the Apostle Paul, um, kind of a firsthand guy that was around, watched a lot of what Peter did, and um, he's, he's another one of those firsthand witnesses. Um, and and I love it how he just starts this out in my former book, and he's writing uh, to this person, Theophilus, whoever that might be. He says, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do. And it's such a key phrase to open up the book of Acts because he says, all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. And and there's an implication in that opening sentence of the book of Acts that Jesus started a work that was not uh, complete that he began to do it, um, but it then he was taken up. Was it incomplete? We'll talk more about that. So in my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirits to the apostles, uh, through the Holy Spirit, to the apostles he had chosen. And, and it's great to go back and look at the very last chapter of the book of Luke to, to feel the, the sense of what's happening as the transition takes place. And, and it's almost worth looking at it as a two-volume book. Part one is the book of Luke. Part two is the book of Acts. And so as you go to the end of the book of Luke, um, you see that Luke has been chronicling um, all of Jesus's appearances, not all of them, but but many of his appearances uh, back on earth after uh, he had died and been raised again. And so um, there were multiple appearances to the disciples, and he's giving them instructions. Um, he is uh, telling them things that are going to happen. And uh, and then in verse 50 of uh, Luke chapter 24, he says, when he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. And in and Jesus had commanded them to wait, right? And so let's jump up to Acts there and, and kind of pick it up there. He said, um, verse 3, Acts chapter 1, after he had suffered, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. So Luke is going back and uh, re hashing a little bit of some of those things that had happened uh, when Jesus had risen from the dead. Good morning, Micah. Good to see you here. Welcome to uh, my shed this morning, Micah. 
um, said, so he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave, he gave them this command. This is verse four. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Okay, back again in the book of uh, Luke, he says, then they, at verse 52, then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And so he had told them, wait in Jerusalem. So Luke is being pretty consistent here as he comes over here in the book of Acts. He says, um, so wait for the gift my father promised. Well, what's that gift? I think most of us know that that gift that his father promised is the Holy Spirit coming upon them. That's the gift that God is going to give to them. And uh, and says, verse 5, for John baptized with water, but if in a few days, so coming up, you're going to be, you guys are going to be hanging out in Jerusalem. You're going to be praying together. You're going to be just seeking the Lord together. Um, and you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure I have no doubt that they were wondering what on earth is he talking about? What does he mean baptized with the Holy Spirit? Jesus had been given hints that the Holy Spirit was going to come, and he had talked uh, on multiple occasions about the work of the Spirit, but now they're getting told that they are going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, um, and he's like, John baptized with water, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So one little little thing that we can do right here, when we look at that, and he says, what, what does it mean? My question is, what does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? And the simplest thing that they could do in that moment was just go back to John's baptism and think, what did that mean when we were baptized by John uh, for the for for our sins, for the repentance of sins? And and when they got baptized, John took them down into the river and completely enveloped them uh, under the water you know, in, in essence, symbolically drowned them and then raised them up new out of the water, um, clean people, right? That the, the, sim, the symbolism of baptism is that the old is dead. That old person is dead. The new person is raised up clean, sinless, right? That's, that's the symbolism behind baptism. And so they had to be thinking, okay, so this baptism with the Holy Spirit, we're, we're, we're going to be enveloped or, or covered with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's something to be looking forward to. I, I don't know about you, but I think I'd be looking forward to that and maybe a little scared. Drinking a little uh, maple espresso tea this morning from Trader Joe's. There you, there you go. That's your trivia question of the day. What's Cliff's favorite tea? Maple espresso from Trader Joe's. 
Okay. Now we jump back into it. I'm confirming that on my tea bag here for a second. There you go. Maple espresso black tea blend. Get that. It's good. Okay. So verse six, then they gathered around him. So here they are. They're still with Jesus. He has not ascended into heaven yet. He's given them indication that they are going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. And um, and they gathered around him and they asked him, so Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And and it's such, it, it's kind of a neat indication and yet somewhat discouraging indication all at the same time that uh that they still don't get it they still are thinking very surfacy they're thinking in light of uh the world and they're thinking in light of Jesus being a political king right so they say you know at that time are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, when when the Holy Spirit comes, is 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 that when when you know Israel's going to reign again? And and remember, Israel is is underneath another nation. They are they are not independent, um, and so the disciples have that that political power on their mind when they ask them ask them this. And so he says to them. Um, it's not for you to know the times and dates the Father has set by his own authority. And, and let's just stop right there. The Father has set the times and dates by his authority. God is the one who decides when it's going to happen when he is going to return, when he is going to baptize them with the Spirit, when he is going uh, to ultimately redeem all things. That is predetermined by the Father and not for us to be known. And there's there's another passage where Jesus would even say, I don't even know those times myself. That's just the Father. Um, but he says, verse 8, but you will receive power, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, so this is so good. Let's go back, jump back up there to verse 1. And remember in verse 1 where he says, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. And it was what we were talking about, that Jesus was starting this work. But now through the Holy Spirit, and, and so Jesus is starting that work, but he's going to leave, right? Um, but now through the Holy Spirit, he is handing over power to the disciples to take on and to continue that work. And, and you all know, like, he who began a good work in, um, in you will be faithful to carry it on to completion. That is what is happening, is Jesus began a work, and now he is turning it over to his disciples for them to carry it on while they're on this earth. So rich, right? I I love it. In in so he comes, he just he just takes and he completely 
turns what the disciples had just said about Jesus establishing his kingdom. And, and he says, and I see that we've gone a little wonky there for a second. So again, check out the podcast. It'll be the, the recorded version later on if you want this in its entirety. Um, but he says, I'm going to give them power by the Holy Spirit, and they're going to be witnesses. And, and I love it. He starts in Jerusalem, right there in Jerusalem. And then you go Jerusalem in all Judea, which is the next wider uh, swath there. And then, and then they start to spread out to the areas that are not just Israel, but Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. Okay, that that is so cool because when when they hit the ends of the earth, it's very cool. Well, when when they hit Samaria and on to the ends of the earth, it's not just the Jews that are going to hear the message. And so the disciples have to be thinking, this is getting ready to get a little bit crazy, right? And uh, and so there it is. He gives them this. Uh, he says to them, it's not for you to know the times and dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That is the promise that Jesus gave his disciples that day. And, and I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, okay. So, so how, when we have that power, what are we going to do with it? Where are we going to go? Where do we go first? What do we say while we're in Jerusalem? Then we, you know, how are we going to know to go out to the rest of Judea? How are we going to know when it's time to move on to Samaria? How are we going to know? Like they had all, I have no doubt they had all kinds of questions. And then Jesus just does, see ya, I'm out of here. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight he's gone and they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going right wouldn't you i i think about every year um on march uh i'm sorry every year yes on march 27th at like 106 107 p.m the exact time that my daughter elise was born we release balloons in her honor you know the, those that don't know she passed away uh, back in 2010 and so we we remember her and we release these balloons and and we're always watching those balloons heading up and we watch them intently and we try to follow those with our eyes as as long as we possibly can and and that's what i imagine the disciples are doing they're looking jesus disappears into the clouds he's enveloped by a cloud uh, almost baptized by a cloud and and uh and they're looking intently into the sky as he's going and then suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them men of galilee why do you stand here looking into the sky this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And then it says, and I'm going to end with this, verse 12. Um, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives. 
And that's where, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story begins. So at that point, the disciples went, all right. The angels said, hey, quit looking. He's gone. It's your turn. Now, the angels didn't say it's your turn, but everything in this passage implies that. Jesus said it. He said, I began the work. Now you're going to carry it on. This is why I love the book of Acts. This is why I'm going to love taking you through uh, one of my favorite books in the Bible. Uh, again, if you uh, if you miss the beginning, uh, over uh, the times that we have together over the next uh, few months, when I don't have a guest, we're going to be going through the book of Acts, and this is going to help prepare me for teaching a Sunday school class at sun, sunrise when I get to do about a 12-week series in the book of Acts. So you get to help me be a part of it. I'm going to love having your comments. I'm going to love having your insights. Please send them. If you if you have things you want to email, you can email me at cliffc at sunrise.church. Would, again, would love to have your insights on that. Put your comments here in the comment area. And uh, we're going to enjoy uh, some time getting into to Acts, and uh, it's not a Christmas Bible study. This is just uh, this is just me saying, let's jump into one of my favorite books, and I could use some of the teaching prep uh, using you all today. We're going to pray and uh, then close things out and uh, give you a little insight into what's going to be happening here in the shed next week. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you today. Um, I thank you so much for this book of Acts that Luke wrote, and um, and now it teaches us so much about the early church and what you did um, through the early church as you uh, left the confines of this earth uh, to dwell in heaven. And uh, Father, I just pray that we would gain a deep understanding of your Holy Spirit, um, of the work that you want to do through the church, and um, and what you have for us today. And so we just commit this to you. I pray that it would be a rich time of learning for all of us. In the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen. Um, all right. Good to see so many friends that jumped on this morning. Donna, always here, faithful friend. Uh, been praying for you and uh, and Bill. And then uh, Lynette, always a pleasure to have you, Micah, as well. Yesterday at church, um, uh, Micah was running the control board uh, for all the for the video service, and I was working the camera, and so I had Micah in my left ear uh, uh, talking to me and telling me how to move the camera around when I needed to, and all that. So that was a lot of fun uh, to be in that spot. And no, it was not my fault. The service went down on the on the live stream. Um, next week, you're in for a treat. I uh, recorded an interview uh, last week. Um, and uh, the the interview was with Rob Graykowski. Uh, Rob attends Sunrise. He attends our church. And um, he, uh, three years ago, suffered a life-changing brain aneurysm. And he survived it. And and he is walking and and alive and God is at work using him and and he and I sat down for about a forty five minute interview and uh, 
and I, uh, so I recorded all that. I'm still in the process of editing the video and, uh, we're going to make that, uh, that video next week's back shed is the interview with Rob Graykowski. It is an amazing testimony of a miraculous work that God did in sparing his life. And there's so much testimony within it of the power of prayer. Um, it is, it's an amazing testimony, uh, to see how people prayed and, and how specific prayer was answered over and over and over. So you were definitely going to want to tune in. Uh, we'll have, uh, we'll have it here, uh, at 10 o'clock, um, on Facebook live, we'll be running it, uh, at I'll I'll drop it on 10 o'clock on YouTube and the podcast as well. So you'll be able to have access to all of those starting at 10 o'clock next Monday. Uh, but do know it won't be a live broadcast, uh, but just a, a recording of an interview that Rob and I did last week, but it'll be a great time. So, uh, that's it for today. The sun has started to come out. Uh, I suppose the rain is gone. We'll find out. But uh, you all have a fantastic day. Look forward to seeing you next week right back here in the back shed. Have a great day. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for the Back Shed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Back Shed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. The Back Shed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrisecommunityonline. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrisecommunitychurch. For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.